everybody. Welcome to the Breaking Bad Insider Podcast. My name is Kelly Dixon, and I'm here with my executive producer, Vince Gilligan. Hi-o! The star of our show, Brian Cranston. Hello. And our executive producer, Michelle McLaren. Hello. So, we're here... Does everybody know what you do, though? I mean, you... Oh, that's a good question. If they they don't know by now... But some people are tuning in. This is like their first podcast. Oh, okay. Well, hey, I'm one of the editors on uh, Breaking Bad, and um, I guess it was my idea a long time ago to do these podcasts, so I asked Vince and... Asked him and asked him and yeah, asked true. him and that's asked true. him and that's true. and he said, uh, uh, "Okay." Uh, and I cornered uh, him. for my drunken stupor. I, I cornered. To I cornered you one yes. day after lunch, yeah. and we went and recorded the first one. It was on uh, the season season two. So we didn't do season one. No, we never did season. Are we going to retroactively go back and do? That's season up to one? you. But you know, since we are here on a Sunday, we've been here for the last six hours. That's true. You tell yeah. me. We bleed for the fans. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, but uh, uh, I, I, you know, now that you mention it, I. Um, since you're, since we're going back that far, I do want to uh, give a shout out out to um, two of the podcasts that inspired me. The first one being the guys in Alabama. Uh, it's called uh, Behind the Cutting Edge, and um, they've actually sent mugs to you guys. And today, I've actually seen a couple of them with, co- you know, seen like George had one yeah, earlier yeah, yeah. and stuff. Thank so I'm going to take a photo um, cool. at some point. Uh, but they do uh, a podcast. They were actually the first ones to do a podcast. And then um, a Breaking Bad podcast. Yeah, Breaking Bad podcast. And then the uh, the first one that I actually listened to long ago um, were these guys in Hawaii. This husband and wife team in Hawaii. Uh, that did one for the the TV show Lost. And Mm -hmm. I have since found out, I just want to mention them, uh, their names are Ryan and Jan Ozawa, um, and uh, I wanted to mention them because, you know, I listened to their podcast for a long time and thought they did a great job, but I was always curious if they watched our show. If they'd ever seen our show, they'd talk about Dexter and they'd talk about other things. But um, a couple of weeks ago, I was actually listening to their very last, a year later podcast for Lost, and they said, oh, we want to bring about, we want to talk about a show that we've, we've been watching called Breaking Bad. Cool. And they said that uh, their friends had been talking to them, and they also said their friends had told them, hey, you should listen to their podcast that they do mm. and so uh i actually facebook them and they've you know uh, responded in kind and you know i just want to give them a shout out cool. so hey ryan and jenna thank you very much for they've actually done a podcast of theirs now talking about us nice so thank you very them. much long-winded but yeah. thank you very much i hear hawaii is beautiful oh. I can't wait I've to get back to Hawaii. Been, you've never been to I've Hawaii. Never been Hawaii. Oh, my oh my God, are you they serious? They never let me out of this room we're in right now. Oh my God. Oh, you're missing oh my it, gosh, I've been I trying to get Bahamas. back there for two years. I was brought up on the East Coast, so you know it's easier to get to the Bahamas when you're on the East Coast than Hawaii. So that's you know then when, once you get into the hammock, you know you know the time you, there. you need a break, and you should take two weeks and go to, uh, to Hawaii. We're going to talk about uh, episode 404 today. Uh, bullet points. Bullet points. Bullet points. Yes. Um, and this one was directed by Colin Bexie, written mm-hmm. by, I'm sorry. Written by Moira. Moira. Moira, Moira Wallach. Wallach. Yeah. Moira. Joining us here. Moira, who is Moira's actually. a little too important. Speak up, Moira. Moira. Yes. Uh, she, she's, she's on another show. She's right? actually gotten another. Uh, she's working on another show. A new, yeah. a new show for the fall called. Whore. Pan Am. Pan Am. Pan Pan Am. Am. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, Moira. But so I hope you're happy, Moira. Yeah. <laughs> we miss you, Moira. Yeah, we, do. we miss Moira. But no, Moira this... was here the entire season. <laughs> We're just teasing. Yeah, no, Moira's wonderful. Um, but She's th- cute, too. Moira's cute. Yeah. This is... Um, Not as cute as Mr. Cranston. But. <laughs> this, is a, this is an interesting episode because uh, we're starting our teaser with, you know, not with our usual guys. I mean, we're starting... Yeah. 
We're Jonathan starting in Banks. the back of a truck. Jonathan Banks. You know, and we don't even know really where we are. We're just kind of riding in the back of a truck, and it's freezing, and and then a lot of uh, stuff happens off camera. So how did you guys decide on how you wanted to do that, Vince? You know, I wish really for a <laughs> lot of reasons, because she's uh, a pleasure to be around. I wish Moira were here, because also she might remember this better. Certain things I, I, I can't really get into because they are things that happen in upcoming episodes but we needed to plant certain seeds right starting in this episode right. uh that will uh hopefully bear fruit later uh dramatically speaking story-wise and uh this seemed like a, a fun way to start planting those seeds I, i'm being a little coy here and a little a little vague <laughs> but uh jonathan banks by the way uh, definitely uh, can carry a, a scene by himself for sure and it's fun to see him in this uh sequence he's you know, his character, Mike, is a real badass. And uh, you, you you definitely, even wearing that goofy uh, ear flap hat, he's a badass, which <laughs> but, says a lot. So. But let me ask you this, because um, basically Gus has had to start acting proactively now. He's, he's kind of, uh, you know, uh, sort of destroyed part of the cartel with the death of Juan Bolsa last year. And now he has a feeling that they're going to come after him. And so he's... Well, there's a bit of a Cold War going on, uh, it would seem, between uh, Gus and the cartel. But he he actually has had, I guess, I'm assuming, has had this idea that his trucks are going to start getting robbed. Well, uh, all kinds of things are are, are, are happening. <laughs> I mean, uh, in season, well, in episode 13 of last season, or last episode of season three, uh, we saw uh, that... Uh, you know, and we don't ever necessarily explain things in, in oh, yeah, great that's detail, right. but the, we the, we yeah we that's saw right. in episode thirteen that's of last season out. that uh, uh, the warehouse that supplies the raw chemical precursor that's the uh, stuff with the B. Yes, yeah, so there's a there's a, uh, a warehouse, a chemical uh, supply warehouse that we saw had been uh, it seemed again we don't explain things completely, but it 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 would it is to be inferred perhaps that. Uh, that that place had been taken over by some really tough-looking hombres, and uh, Mike came in and cleaned house and yep. shot them all, and then uh, put put around through the hand of uh, 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 the gentleman who was uh, yep. who was who was the accountant, uh, wasn't he? The what the hell? And I'm drawing a blank on the character's name. He and the guy did a wonderful it's not job. Not Mr. Lee, is it? Something it's like uh, that. Chow. Mr. Chow. Mr. Oh, yeah. Chow. Mr. Lee. Chow, as in uh, named it for Chow Yun Fat, ah. wonderful uh, 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 Hong Kong action star. You guys know who Chow Yun Fat mm-hmm. is. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Chow Yun Fat rocks. Anyway, uh, so uh, that that seemed perhaps to be a, a first tentative uh, uh, salvo. Tentative salvo. Can you have a tentative salvo really when you're firing <laughs> cannons? Potential salvo. Yes. Anyway. Uh, but a, a first salvo, a shot across the bow, perhaps, and maybe this is another one, except that it would seem that uh, Mike is uh, one step ahead if he's in this truck that's about to be hijacked. Right. So, so he had to have known or had an inkling or yeah. maybe some intelligence Strong that there intel. was something. Exactly. God, this sounds like a good show. <laughs> it really should, does. I it should. Out. I should check it out. Yeah. Everybody keeps telling me you should watch Breaking Bad. I, who's got the time? <laughs> <laughs> So the sh- the truck gets shot up about I don't even know thousands of rounds practically yeah. looking at it. Werner, our special effects guy, and his mm-hmm. great crew did a great job uh, we, with all the squibs. We did. We actually tested. We know exactly how many were rounds went off. Well, if I can remember correctly, I think it was about 100 and 
I think it was 100 and 150 on each side and 80 on the back or something like that. that. But we had to test it. And each one has to be hand planted and wired it does. and drilled and blah, And each blah. one costs money. Wait, so on so how much does each one cost? I, I don't know how much each one costs, but we had dollars. 500 in total. And we, we did everything in sections. We tested it first. And then we had, of course, one each side of the truck. And then we had doors on the back. And we did have a second set of doors because um, you guys did outside the truck but also inside we did we the built truck. the inside of the truck on stage okay and then which had removable panels for right. lighting and camera but and you had like a shot of the back doors getting shot up from the outside and, and from the, the inside. inside so we yeah. had we had more than one set of of right. doors or skins for the right. for the doors but we had to test it and we sent it to vince to show him exactly the placement of the bullets and we had many discussions of <laughs> exactly where the bullet holes should go because where would these guys assume if there was somebody in there where would they be so we would they wouldn't shoot too high they wouldn't shoot too low no. and of course the reveal that mike actually lives so we have to believe that but we got to think he's dead there was much discussion of the placement of the bullets. talk about how the uh, the smoke effect Coming out of Mike's mouth. Well, we, he's, of course, Mike is in the back of a refrigeration truck, and we wanted to have the uh, cold air coming out of his mouth. And Vince remembered a movie. I remember reading Frank Capra's autobiography. Wait. Frank Capra, a wonderful director. Uh, and back in the day, Frank Capra made a lot of movies before he made, you know, It Happened One Night and It's a Wonderful Life. And he made a lot of silent films, actually. Uh, and he had done a movie, it might have been in the very early days of sound. Or it might have been a silent movie. I can't remember, but it was a, it was a, there were uh, either North or South Pole explorers, and they shot it. I cannot remember what they used for snow, but anyway, they had these scenes where they needed the actors. He wanted freezer breath coming out of their mouths, so he uh, he and his special effects guys designed devised designed some sort of a cage you could hold in your mouth in which that you would put a pellet of dry ice. Dry ice, obviously, you can't let that touch your your mouth because it, it's insanely cold, and it'll it'll. And actually, one of the actors, I remember in the autobiography, one of the actors said, "Ah, this thing, I'm trying to." And with that scene, they had to, I guess it was a sound movie. They had to be able to talk, and it was very mm-hmm, talk like this because you had this thing in your mouth. And one of the actors, one of the stars of the movie, said, "You know, I'm sick of this. The hell with this. I'm not using this stupid cage." And before anyone could stop him, he put the piece of dry ice in his mouth. And then immediately started screaming and like fell down and they he lost a part of his tongue and he oh lost, lost part of the roof of his mouth and uh, I remember that from the autobiography. Uh, but anyway, it, uh, it luckily in this scene, mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan Banks was game and luckily also he didn't need to speak mm-hmm. in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then we and did the exact same uh, Frank Camper trick. Yeah, and it was a great idea. And the, and the uh, special effects guys came up with a little tiny plastic box with holes in it that. They just dropped the piece of dry ice in. It was pretty small, and Jonathan would just slip into his mouth and spit okay. it out after. And exhale through his mouth, and that yeah. therefore came yeah. to yeah. condensation. But it, but that again was a, a series of tests to figure out the, the right amount because mm-hmm. when we first tested it, it looked like cigarette smoke. Yeah. And so there was too a fa- yeah, it yeah. was too much. So we we had to yeah. you know ad- adjust. But I, I think it worked out really well. Actually. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk so, about the ear. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say talk yeah. about that net. That is so that, gross. That was once again <laughs> uh, built by the wonderful Greg Nicotero and and um, Howard, Howard Burgers. Howard Burger. Burger. Sorry, Howard. I've known Howard a long time. Howard Burger and uh, Great Nicotero's uh, company. And um, it was actually, they really know their stuff. It was actually applied by a local makeup artist uh, named Corey. Corey, I don't even know Corey's last name. 
Corey Welk. 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 Corey, Corey Welk. Welk. Is a wonderful guy. Who, who did a he's great job. Since, he's been with us since the pilot, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. on and off. I mean, yep. With, uh, with uh, Frida uh, Valenzuela, our makeup artist. And uh, they did the actual application mm-hmm. of this one. But the guys built it in Los Angeles. And, and uh, Jonathan went into the studio in L.A. and had a little ear fitting ear mold. An, ear, an ear mold, mold. Yeah. yeah and and it was a tricky gag ear because painful, it looks real well too. it's the yeah. tricky thing was yeah. is when you grow it in your mind. It, you oh. had to <laughs> you had to stick you had to stick the um Sorry. the appliance on the top of the ear of course for it to fall off and go back up so but it had to be done in a way that it didn't look like we'd made his ear extra big yeah, yeah. and those guys are are awesome at, at they're really it looks, it looks real. completely real it, I thought it, 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 it looks, looks real everybody real. like ooh, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. we first went to jonathan and asked him if we could cut, cut out a piece of yeah. his ear yeah. and yeah. he said no yeah. that's unprofessional i'm not impressed yeah no it's really it's uh it's, it gets a, it gets a uh, yeah, every time it airs yeah, i mean every time someone's in the editing room i haven't seen it Oh, it's, it's, oh, cool. it's cool! It's, it's, cool. it's fantastic. Nasty. We did the spotting session the other day, and all the all the sound guys were just like, "Oh!" Yeah, 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 talk about nasty. what a spotting session is from all your. Do I talk about him? Yeah, go ahead. Spotting um, session. A spotting session is when we get together. Everybody's involved in sound from after music the show's locked. This is after the show's locked. Well, after the picture. What is that? After, after the picture's yeah. locked. So what, what we does do that is mean? well, picture locked. What happens when we we finish shooting? <laughs> is the editor gets a cut. And that's the first cut. The editor's cut. Then the director comes in and the director gets their cut. And then it goes. Meaning they get to say, put the shot here. Don't put the shot here. Make right. the shot longer. Exactly. And and or and at they that, get to say that is so amazing. I couldn't have done a better job myself. <laughs> I have nothing you to say. It. It's perfect. <laughs> Which happens often. <laughs> with Kelly (laughs) (laughs) and then the uh, director's cut which will often have as as will the editor's cut have temp music and 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 temporary sound effects which which means these are obviously not final but it gives uh, because everybody's going to presenting it to the creator Vince Gilligan giving him an idea of what we're hoping for the final result to be and on a velvet pillow and then Vince goes into the editing room and with the editor he does you nailed it it's so good and and quite often at that point what we have to do is is cut time out because we have to deliver an exact time and and our our shows will be anywhere from two or three minutes over to minutes over and uh, <laughs> that's very long. No, we'll have we'll, we'll sometimes, unfortunately, go up as high as fifteen minutes over, which can be really painful. Fifteen to get okay. I'm so twenty. Say that is that the the, <laughs> the network the network has a mandate on how long each episode can be. Yeah. Right, because they have they have commercials, right. and so they've got to they sell a certain amount of commercials to pay for the show, yeah. and so we deliver a certain time. We can cert- deliver under that time, but we can't go over. So then Vince does his cut, and then it goes to the network and. The studio they give notes and then we lock the picture we lock it. which means the no changes no changes no to the changes picture. visually visually right. no changes picture okay. to the visual picture it's amazing i mean all of this points out to me and it's an obvious statement for us here because we've, we've been doing this for a while but it's, it's not so obvious to the folks it was not obvious to me when i was just a fan of tv shows it's amazing and it doesn't matter this show or any other show the best show you've ever seen the worst show you've ever seen it's amazing how many people it takes to make a tv show and how many man hours and woman hours and how many hundreds of thousands of of hours you know we, we got 
two, three hundred hands the show goes through on every given episode. Uh, pre-production, production, post-production. Closer to three hundred, really. Probably three hundred. And and again, that's not just us. That's any TV show. Any TV show you watch, if you knew how much uh, work went in, it's yeah. just astounding that there's TV at all when there's that much. It's yeah. it's great though. It keeps a lot of people employed. It's just amazing that much work goes into an hour of television, and then you know you do, and then a network has to have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours a week. You know, especially now that TV is twenty four hours a day. It's it's astounding. On a lot of different channels. Too. Yeah, and like so many but, different channels. Yeah. But we should get back to our story, because oh. you know. Yeah. yeah. Four hundred four. <laughs> by the way, four hundred four is a great episode. That's oh, great. You're yeah. really gonna dig it, and you're seeing you and Anna Gunn scene. Oh, my gosh. T- talk about that, Kelly. Oh, well, I mean, you know. I, what did we she, do? She, <laughs> uh, she, she get, wakes up um, in the middle of the night really trying to put this story together about that, uh, you know, you went to Gamblers Anonymous and you've got this big problem because now they've got to present it to Hank. Yeah. Um, Marie knows it, but they've got to present it to Hank and they've got to make sure that, you know, Skylar says they've got to make sure that it's believable. So she gives you like an eleven-page script or something, you know. Oh, right. And uh, and it's a it's a very long scene, but it, you know it's it's a very funny scene. Oh, it's very and, light and, on its uh, feet. It's, it's and the, awesome. the, the for being yeah. such a long scene. No, I mean yeah. I don't mean that in a bad. No, way. no, but it's, it is a hard, long scene. Yeah. It's hard to carry a long scene, and you guys carry it beautifully, effortlessly. But yeah. it's very very funny because you know she's telling you, well, you know, I think at this point, you know, you should look down at your feet and you know feel sorry because. You know, it'll explain why you would do something so stupid. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, and then you give her these these great deadpan looks, and you know, I don't like this. It makes me look like crap. He's like, and then the thing about uh, oh yeah, think about like, I, how do you come off how, looking? Yeah, you come yeah, off how, looking great. Where's, where's the part where you slip your boss? Yeah, where's the point? I slip of my boss bullet point? <laughs> so it's great. And then oh, and then when you when you fool her, you go, I'm so so sorry. Terribly, oh, terrible. Yeah. terrible. And then you look at her and you go. Sorry. I would never that? say yeah. terribly. And you completely stuck everybody yeah, yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a great it's scene. So you good. both are great. Yeah, it's you're really both good. fantastic. What's happening is that, is that our show is contributing to the re-education of, of the American uh, TV watcher because our society has developed this instant gratification hunger. So we, we need it. Give it to us now. Give it to us now. Quick shots, quick shots. You know, go, 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 go. And you construct this storyline often where it painfully unfolds but and instead of having a, a, a impatient reaction that people go I, 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 I need it to move they they slowly get involved it's like oh oh and they're just I could just see them like God and I equate it to like when and, uh, reporters have mentioned this to me. I know, I knew you were thinking that. I'm like, what? The bowel movement. Exactly, like a bowel movement. Um, and sometimes they could be painful as well. But um, reporters have mentioned this to me, and I say, well, it's like, you know, it, it actually aids the, the pacing that you demand on our viewer actually helps the dramatic tension mm-hmm. tenfold because it's like you know the, the greatest roller coaster you've ever been on didn't come about without the click 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 yeah. click 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 that's the best part click 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 click
It's that moment of weightlessness almost. I mean, all that, because you force our viewer to go into all this, then this is so much more fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it's painful to watch at times, but you can't pull yourself away from it. Well, AMC, not not to sound like a butt kisser, but AMC in general is good with that kind of pacing. I mean, Mad Men came before us, and... uh, and, Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, The Killing, uh, which I think is a very worthy show, and, and Walking Dead, great show. And, yeah, it's nice to be able to – the main thing is it's good. It's, you know, with 500 channels of TV, there should be a channel for everyone. There should be a place to go if you're, if you're hyper-caffeinated and you can't stand – backstory or, or nuance or whatever you just you just want it in your face right every second and then there should be a channel where it's like yeah there should be every kind of storytelling i yeah. you know I, uh, another question i get always is man it's just a huge major major hit you know millions and millions of people are what i go well hang on a second. i said we're still a very we're a little show oh yeah I if said, we were on a network it would have been canceled ages ago yeah oh yeah i mean because we don't we don't draw huge numbers, and that actually is to our credit. Yeah. Because we are a pungent show. We have a specific... <laughs> pungent. Feel that. It, it, we, we, it's like, wow. It, it's, it's a pungent cheese. It's a, it's a wine that makes you go, woo. You know, it's, it's wow. something that really makes you, wow. That, that's, you have to develop a specific taste for it. Mm-hmm. We are not a vanilla flavor. We are not for the masses. Mm-hmm. We never will be. Mm-hmm. People, when our fans love this show and freak out over it, or else they haven't seen it. Right. You know, it's yeah. like, and you know, a, good, and a lot of them mm-hmm. like to wait until the DVD comes out because they'll sit at home for a weekend. And yeah, they watch. can't just watch one. Yeah, yeah. yeah they can't yeah, and no, watch the entire season. That tickles me to know when I hear stories point, yeah. like that. Yeah. And I love that. God bless them. God bless all you guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But um, you know, I want to get I want to get to the you know because to me this is one of the coolest parts of the season that I'm really excited about is Hank has now decided to kind of be on the trail of yeah. this dead chemist that everybody was writing off and he actually thinks it's his Heisenberg. So Walt and Skyler and 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 uh, Junior go over for dinner. They tell Hank this story. Hank is like, whoa, the story about the gambling, how you want all this money and it's enough money just to just buy the car wash and a couple of college educations yeah. and, you know, just that much. Um, and then, uh, I guess, uh, right before, what is it, right before dinner, uh, you know, Hank decides, hey, I got yeah. this case that a friend of mine's on. I got, you got to see this. And they sh- pop in this video yeah. of okay now I you know you had to explain this to me Count and yeah <laughs> you had to explain this to me point. so I, I want you to explain um, how this came about because this is actually um, your version of a karaoke booth in Thailand yeah. that Gail would yeah. have been at like yeah, yeah. it's like uh, from what I was saying it's something that you put like a dollar in yeah. or something and it's like a photo booth but you yeah. actually do karaoke was the, it inspired by flight of the condor I, you know what uh it was I, it was not but the, the trouble is then we saw we started looking up uh, uh we started looking up uh, karaoke that's videos, right and we saw the one for flight of the concords which is freaking hilarious yeah. awesome. I must have missed it's that brilliant yeah, and wow. then I was thinking, oh shit should we even do this now because we're how's it gonna be as good as those guys sure. I mean because that's a great that's a great that. one. And so you had Love you wanted it that's subtitled in Thai. That's why it's subtitled. Yeah, in we Thai. had a, 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 a someone. Uh, I think uh, I believe uh, Thomas Golievich found a, a 
yeah. lady. I, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, to be honest, but someone uh, who could be a Thai interpreter mm-hmm. of the song. And why did you settle on Major Tom? Just because song. It, it just it just felt right. It just uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a song. It's it's it's. I mean, it's 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 a bit cheesy. It's earnest. But it also is. It kind of sticks in your head, and it's it's and it's it's fun. It's a fun song. It just seemed. It's familiar. It's familiar. Yeah. It and just seemed like the kind of thing that he probably would go for uh, after smoking a little tie stick or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and affordable. And, and yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well we we I, it was, it cost a lot. You know, there. But I think you should talk about the music. So too bad. Uh, Tom is not here, but yeah. um, uh, you got to be very careful of what music you select because it can be unbelievably expensive oh it can be and incredibly so you have to get yeah. the right oh, yeah. music but mm-hmm. it, it has to fit and of course your budget. with something like that we need to know it ahead of time because we can yeah. film it right yeah you know, because he's on camera so, singing yeah, it so you brought david back you know to to do that and also you want to be a song yes we brought david costable back wonderful actor who plays gail and it also has to be a song you know there's a lot of songs that would have perhaps worked also but they have a big chorus in them this song i think is just one man singing the entire time. A lot of rock songs have a chorus, backing mm-hmm. singers or whatnot, and you kind of want you want this one voice. You know, it just it just seemed right. It's a fun, infectious song, and it felt like something he, Gale, the character Gale, would do. And also, luckily, David Constable, it turns out, has an excellent singing voice. He does. And 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 if you haven't seen it yet, hopefully after tonight's episode yes. has aired you will see the entire version of gail's karaoke on the amc website we used a bunch of footage from old science fiction tv shows there was a tv show called uh quark that starred richard benjamin in the late 70s and this was on the heels of uh, star wars being a big hit and yeah. i remember the show because i used to watch it as a like a 12 or 13 year old i watched the show it only lasted like a season but he was an intergalactic garbage collector. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, That's great. And it was all the spaceship hat, like two-thirds a, of the spaceship. There was a little collection. person in it, in a, in a suit, wasn't there? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a couple that. of hot clones, blonde clones. They got a couple of twins, and they, and it was, and I think, I want to say Buck Henry had something to do with it. Yeah. Great writer. Uh, but the show, uh, half the uh, all of this to say, half of the spaceships flying around behind uh, Gail's head are from the TV show Quark. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it instantly when they showed me the stock footage. I said, that's Quark. I remember that. <laughs> well, it was fun. Well, I mean, that's like a perfect introduction into what Hank knows and to show to Walt because he's you actually see, in fact, the line is something like, you know, Junior says, who is that? And he says... That's Albuquerque. What Albuquerque is most wanted. Most wanted, you know, yeah. public enemy number public one enemy or something one, like yeah. that. And yeah. up until that point, uh, Walt had no idea in any way that Hank, who was recovering from this horrific wound, yeah. uh, would be anywhere. I mean, it, it comes out of left field yeah. to Walt. And the and look yeah. on your face just, is he just awesome. Yeah, I need to yeah. mention it's, here it's too that. Awesome. That I mean, it sounds a little weird, but we are we are right in the middle of our editing season right now, and so we're we're about halfway through. And Brian actually hasn't seen any. You haven't seen any of the episodes. I, first, I saw the first two at the screen uh, for the every year. We uh, screen so for you, the cast. So you haven't seen this episode. First two. No, I've only seen two. But this episode we're speaking of, we've seen it. We've Many seen it in its, in its edited form, but we haven't seen it mixed or no. finished no. yet. You know, I really liked what you guys did when 
Walt is looking through the notebook, and mm. you wanted to create the feeling like he's pouring over this book, but you didn't want to give it away in front of Hank that he was being completely obsessed. And you, you did a quick little montage almost, those quick cuts of him looking oh, at That was Vince's idea. He just said, I don't really want Walt to be concerned with what Hank is saying so much as more about what he's looking at. It's yeah. a tricky thing because Walt cannot appear strangely overly fascinated by this thing because it may read as suspicious to Hank. And it's tricky, but uh, he wants to know. somehow he wants to know how much did Gail write yeah, about me? Because this is one thing that we had to do a reshoot on. Yeah, yeah. We had we had to do a pickup on that, and and knowing the proximity of where Dean was situated, right. looking at me, yeah. and we couldn't give away anything that he was what he was job. looking at. It came out nice job. Yeah. Yeah. Very delicate. Yeah, very delicate. Was. Very yeah. delicate yeah. in the acting and in the directing and in the editing. But I think it plays like gangbusters. All right, but then like um, Walt goes to Saul's office. Yes. Walt goes to Saul's office and he's all panicked and and then uh, Saul says, "Hey, um, I got the the name of a guy who's a disappearer." Yes. Yeah. There was one extra er you left out. Er, I think er, it's er, disappearer. Er, okay. So now you know uh, Walt is kind of thinking about the end game. You're getting your shoes squeezed from both sides there. <laughs> I know. That's bad. And yeah. you're trying to find out like what's going on with Jesse, and Jesse's really kind of clammed up at this point. You know, he's, he's in his own private home. Yeah, he's he's uh, having this party. He's always cut his hair. Yeah, what was the story? Uh, where'd you guys? Was it hard to find the guys who would get their hair cut on camera? It was because guys who grow their hair really long are very conscious of their long hair. It was really hard to get these guys who were being paid a day rate as an extra to shave their heads. And we we ultimately paid them a little bit more. But mm -hmm. we, we first cast a couple of guys who changed their minds and said, no, I don't want to do oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. Not yeah. on the day? On the Not day? on the day, but before but the yeah. 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 What about, what about Aaron cutting? <laughs> well, Aaron, it was actually Aaron Paul's idea. So he wanted to, to, to he, Aaron came to us he and does said... all the time is he'll cut his hair Yeah, no, Aaron came to us him. and said, I think that Jesse... Should cut his hair, shave his head. That and was, yeah, was, that was, yeah, was Aaron Paul's idea. idea. Yeah. So we went to Vince and it was, yeah. yeah, and and pitched it to Vince and Vince said, yeah, I like it. I think it's a, it's a good idea. It goes with what's happening with the yeah. character right now. Good idea. Yeah, and so the party has descended into. It's pretty quiet there now. There's you know there's still people there, but there is one guy. It's not so much like, a party anymore as a crack house. It's yeah, a, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, true. It's, yeah. It's but there is one guy right. who's a nonstop talker. Oh, we love that guy. What's oh shoot? What's I never shoot. met him. Yes. Jeremy Jeremy Howard, who plays yeah. uh, the Motormouth guy. I don't think we ever gave the character a name, but uh, no, we did. What do we call I know him? Jeremy Skelts. Uh, Jeremy Howard. Sketchy Skelts. Sketchy Skelts. He's he's an actor, he like awesome. a second generation actor. He lives about a block away from me. <laughs> and yeah. on an episode that I directed uh, in Malcolm in the Middle, I hired him to yeah. be a guy. Who was a coworker with my character? Oh, he's great. Great. Yeah, he did good a really good job. Solid and yeah. fun and very fun. Game. And he's got all that stuff to say about the cow, cow farts and the yeah. ozone. Yeah. And then and he yeah. has that great moment when he walks away and he knocks over off camera. He knocked over some beer bottles and made a huge crash. Right. That was actually oh, yeah, in production, know, yeah. but wasn't in the script. Yeah. And we kept it because it's so <laughs> funny. Well, now he's in. We didn't speak of him in the last podcast but he's in he's in uh he's in moyer's episode this week mm -hmm. and he's then he's in, in uh, sam catlin's episode last week oh yeah that's so he right. started in that he episode. started out and, talking and that was a, that was one of those moments and it happens a lot on this show it was one of those moments where in sam's episode 403 last week 
we had this character, and he was so damn, Jeremy was so damn funny playing this part that we said, well, this is an ongoing party. There's no reason this character can't be in this scene as well. Oh, did, yeah. so he was only written for episode three, and yeah. you liked him so much you brought him back? For yeah, that's saying that that is, that has been the case. Yeah, yeah, he did a good yeah, job. Funny, really as, good funny job. as hell. And both uh, Sam and Moira wrote some really funny dialogue. Yeah, they, yeah, it was very so, funny. So now that, um, that you know, Mike is, uh, I guess Gus has a plan for Jesse because Mike has come, and come to get him up, tell him that this guy has stolen his money, gives him his money back, and basically takes him. That, that fellow, that young man, I've drawn a blank now on his name, did a good job too. The, the, uh, the guy, the real, you know, the minute you see his eyes on those $100 bills that he's mm-hmm. going to rip the joint right. off. Yeah, that's and then, a great shot Colin did on that. As a, Colin yeah. did a great job on this episode. This is the third episode Colin's done for us. Mm-hmm. He did, Colin, of course, uh, the wonderful, he's got a, the greatest voice Colin does. He's this very tall. Uh, uh, very distinguished. Yeah. He's, he's, very deep. he's a natty dresser, too. You know, he's yeah. a lovely dress, of course. Yeah. Uh, well, he's got a great, I always say to him, he should make some extra dough doing voiceover. He's got a great voice. Whenever he's perturbed, like if someone's bothering him, yeah. he says, that nurse is getting on my tit. <laughs> <laughs> She's really getting on my tit. <laughs> he used to do Miami Vice. Did he really? Back in the day, yeah. which one was he? He was he was uh, Crockett. He was Crockett. Yeah, no, he was Tubbs. I'm sorry, he was a black guy. Yeah, very good. Yeah. But um, but so he basically he's taken Jesse and Walt. Now I'm jumping to the end of the episode. Walt now does not know where Jesse is. Yeah, it's looking and, bad. Um, looking bad for well, Jesse. Because uh, Mike went to Gus and said, "We got to deal with this." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Looking bad. Yeah. And now he's driving off with him. I love that scene. It's a. Uh, you are a thin, icy little shithead. That, that scene with, uh, yeah, yeah. I love when he taps. I love when Aaron taps his head. That's great. So. See yeah. you next week for episode five. Until then. <laughs> Go break bad. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for coming. Um, uh, thank you, Brian. My pleasure. Vince. Thank you. Michelle. Thank you. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, go break bad. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>